0: Support for WSIU's In the Author's Voice is provided in part by listeners like you. To make your donation, log on to WSIU.org or call 800-745-9748. Thank you.
1: Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. Author Colleen Koble is out with a new installment in her Hope Beach series. Rosemary Cottage is in wide release this week. I recently spoke with Koble about the book and her work
0: dramatic story, to tell you the truth. I was, um, I'd always wanted to write from the time I was just a little girl. My dream was just to have a book in the library. <laughs> that just seemed like wonderful. And I got married at 19 and had our first baby at 21, but that, you know, that seed was planted early on that someday maybe I would write. But I guess. You know, got involved as we women often do, raising our family and um, tending to other things. And then I, uh, a little shy of my 40th birthday, I had a younger brother who was killed in a freak lightning accident. Speaking of storms that have been rolling through, um, <clears throat> he was in a uh, welding in a grain bin for a farmer. And the farmer yelled, Randy, get out of there. And when Randy didn't answer, he went in and the lightning had struck down the road and had traveled through the electrical lines through the welder and had killed him instantly. And it was really a wake-up call for me, if I was ever going to follow my dream, when? You know, none of us know how long we have, and things can change in a heartbeat with a phone call. And and so I began to... you know, say, okay, I'm going to write, but then I just wasn't sure what to write, you know, I just had no idea, and as part of the grieving process, we went out to um, Wyoming, and standing on the parade ground at Fort Laramie, that first idea dropped into my head, and I went home and wrote it, and I was sure there would be a bidding war on this book, I mean, you know, well, <laughs> not so much, it took seven more years, or six more years, or so a total of seven years, before I actually got an offer on that book. First book where leads to the heart, and that came that was in '97, and that book came out in '98, and I've just been off and running since then. So, it's been an exciting ride and wonderful to get to do what I love.
1: Rosemary Cottage is your latest, and uh, it's on bookshelves this week.
0: It's the second in a in the Hope Beach series. The first book was Tidewater Inn, which readers have loved, which was you know really made me happy. And um, there the main character from Tidewater Inn is in Rosemary Cottage, but uh, as a Sub, you know, a sidecat character. So um, there's no need to have read Tidewater in to enjoy Rosemary Cottage, but they might, you know, readers might like to pick that one up as well, just so that they have the whole series.
1: You mentioned in a note to readers that this book was a labor of love, and you specifically referenced the tragic loss of your brother. What makes this one uh, so much more special?
0: You know. I- knew that i wanted to explore the grief process a little bit in a book but it was just a little too close to home for a lot of years um it took a little while to get some perspective enough where i felt that i could actually write this book so um yeah it uh it was it was good to kind of re you know go back and and uh uh, come to grips really with the loss of my own brother and and see what amy's going through in this story and and um, she's uh, there's uh, you know other things in her that are that are close to my heart too. She's a midwife. Now I'm not a midwife, but she's very into um, natural medicine and and uh, food you know e- eating properly and that kind of stuff. So it was fun to weave that into, which is part of me.
1: You mentioned Amy. Uh, she's the main character in Rosemary Cottage. Tell us about her.
0: Um, well, she um, is, grieving the loss of her brother, and then she uh, here gets an email and finds out that maybe his death was not an accident. So she goes to Hope Beach to Rosemary Cottage, which is um, her f- family's vacation home, and um, begins to ex- examine what really happened to her brother he, and, and did he really die in a, uh, a surfing accident or was there something else going on, and then she um, runs into Curtis, who's a Coast Guard um, officer, Which, you know, I think Coast Guards are the unsung heroes of the world. (laughs) So it's really fun to um, delve into that um, career as well. And um, she finds out that um, Curtis is raising a little girl that um, is his niece. And uh, he believes, although he has not yet, you know, he doesn't tell her until just a little bit into the um, story that um, he believes that his little niece is her brother's uh, daughter. So, you know, there's a little piece of her brother left alive. She believes, so um, she's struggling with what to do about that. She, you know, she would love to have custody, but of course, Curtis has custody and is determined to keep it. So, you know, what's best for the little girl? And and that even that piece was interesting to me to explore because you know, my brother um, left three small children, three younger children too, and we so we have a piece of him left. And and it, when when that happens, when we lose someone. It is really important to reach out and be and be a family even more, and to love those ones that are all we have left of the other loved one. So you know, it, it's good when we have that little piece left.
1: As your readers know, uh, you also write period stories. As a writer, what creatively determines what the setting is, and and even the time period for your stories?
0: Um, usually, it, it kind of was what the story demands. Um, sometimes I'll run across a. Uh, something that is very interesting to me that happened in history, and, and of course that needs to be historical. And um, then other times I'll be, you know, watching a documentary or run across an article in a magazine or a newspaper, and it just sparks a creative idea and it that really needs to be written in a contemporary time period. And, you know, for a long time I w- my dream was always to write uh, mysteries. You know, I grew up on Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and all of that, and so I, you know, learned to love mysteries from a, from an early age. And so that was always my dream, was to get to do that. But then after a little while, I began to miss um, that historical aspect, that research and the interesting thing, the things that I was learning about history. So I went to my editor, and I said, Amy, what do you think about me writing a historical romantic mystery? Everything would be the same. My voice would be the same, You know, same blend of mystery and romance. Uh, the only difference would be that it would be set in a historical time period. First she said no, and then she thought about it, and then she came back and she said, you know, I think that might be a good idea. Nobody else was really doing it, so... um I I launched into that uh, Lightkeeper, that Mercy Falls series with the Lightkeeper books, and readers have loved that. So um, now I kind of alternate. It just depends on on you know what the story demands, but it's fun to get to do both. <laughs>
1: You've also written collaboratively with the Smitten series. Is that a different process when you're writing bits and pieces with with other authors? The
0: um difference for me with that is, of course, there was no murder in Smitten. <laughs> They're all kind of lighthearted romances, and they tie together in an overarching theme. Uh, Secretly Smitten is the newest one of those out, and, and the girls are, are trying to figure out um, how some dog tags got in their grandmother's attic when the guy was supposed to have died in the Korean War. And they're, you know, they're trying to find. They, they find out that he didn't die, and they're trying to find him. So it's just a. So that part was fun to get to put a little bit of mystery in there, which usually is not in those Smitten books. So um, we got to add a little bit of that. But of course, there's no murder in Smitten. Everything is, you know, it's, it's like the perfect place to be. So we're not going to have any crime there. <laughs> but the, the process itself was really easy because the three other ladies in the collection are all my best friends, and we are um, can almost read one another's minds and we know how the other person thinks and the way they would say things and phrase things because we have, uh, for a lot of years, um, critiqued one another. So we know what elements need to be in a, a story for that particular writer. And so it was really fun and and no stress involved with it. You know, a lot of times when you hear about collaborative projects, it sounds like, um, things are not going well and we don't get along very well, you know, the the authors don't get along very well by the time the process is over, but that's not the case with us. We've been even closer after writing those
1: books. One thing that I, I always like to ask authors, when you're writing, do you always try to write things that appeal to you, or do you, knowing what your readers like, tend to write for your audience rather than yourself?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting dichotomy there, Jeff, because, um, of course, we want to write what we enjoy writing. I mean, that's why I write romantic mysteries. That's why I like reading. That you know, that's you know, I like to have the mystery in there. It just gets my juices flowing, you know, creatively when I when I get to have that write that mystery. But I also always have my reader in mind. Um, they they don't like to go in places that are too dark, um, even though they like mysteries and, and suspense and being a little frightened when when uh, you know the bad guy is about to pounce. Um, I don't like to have anything that's too graphic that is going to um, ruffle them too much. You know, I always try to keep the reader in mind, and, and my readers like a happy ending, you know, and a hopeful ending. So that always happens. You're, you're not going to pick up a book of mine and read it, and then at the end think, I want to kill myself, <laughs> you know, because you're just so so discouraged and down from it. I hope my readers come away really encouraged and hopeful about their future. Um, when they read, you know, turn the last page of one of my books.
1: Rosemary Cottage is out now. What's next?
0: Uh, next up is um, one of those period books you were talking about. Um, well, actually, I guess there's a Smitten Project that will be out before that. Um, it's called The Smitten Book Club, and, um, and that will be out in December. And then in February, um, The Butterfly Palace will be out, and it's set in Austin in 1904, and it has a little bit of a Gothic feel, you know, kind of like Rebecca-ish <laughs> kind of, kind of feel to it with this, with this, with some hidden passages in this beautiful old mansion, and the butterflies are actually just a little creepy. <laughs> so, um, it was, it was a fun project to do, and uh, I hope readers will really like it.
1: That's author Colleen Coble. Her latest novel, Rosemary Cottage, has just been released. In the author's voice is a listener-supported service of WSIU Public Radio and Southern Illinois University Carbondale. I'm Jeff Williams.